0: welcome to this week's episode of welcome mentality and today we have a very special spotlight our guest is a orlando legend former florida state wide receiver current nfl xfl cfl free agent speed and agility and wide receiver trainer for kids in the orlando
1: helping out the youth michael Berlich how you doing brother how you doing Man, that was a great introduction, man. I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be on Spotlight.
0: Man, happy to have you here. Mike, well, let's get <laughs> straight
1: to it. Tell yeah. us
0: your story. Tell us how you got from Nona to Florida State,
1: that whole process. Tell us how that happened. Got you, went. man. Well, whew, where do we start? So, you know, what? I guess I'm going to start where most people don't know that I didn't actually, as far as, when I got into football, I didn't start playing football until, like, my eighth grade eighth grade year of, of my life, I guess you will. And, you know, that, like, so I haven't been playing since I was, you know, a little kid, five years old. I never played Pop Warner, but I did play, like, on this uh, team called Junior Lions, and, you know, that really introduced me to football. And I wasn't, like, a very athletic kid or anything. I was just getting introduced to the sport. I was more of a soccer player and stuff so I wasn't I wasn't it was definitely new to me and I, I, I was interested in it but you know like uh, it was definitely new and then when I got into to high school and stuff it's a uh, I actually didn't make my varsity team until my senior year which is what a lot of people don't know Um, I was never a standout player at, at Lake Nona and you know I, I got overlooked a lot but I, w- I just didn't have the athletic talents that, that the other guys did have. But, you know, I always had good hands. I always had, you know, a good work ethic. But I would say it wasn't until my, my junior year when I didn't make the the travel squad for the spring game, that's when it really hit me that, you know, like I have to do something because I really want this. I really want to be better. And uh, when I didn't make that that team that, that year, I – uh. I just shifted my mentality into a different, different area as far as like, you know, my work ethic and my my uh, passion for this game. And so when I when I made varsity my senior year, you know, I I, I was able to earn a spot starting at at, at receiver and uh, and punt return and stuff. And that was really big for me back then because I went from you know a JV player to to starting on varsity, so I was very I was very happy with myself there. But as far as uh when when high school was over, you know I always had aspirations to play in college. I always thought about you know just the big lights of college ball, and you know it was it was almost like one of those things like when you watch it on TV. It was it's something every every football player wants to be on that in in that type of environment. And so when I was, you know, when I graduated, I had zero offers. I My best look was from Stetson, a little letter from Stetson, a little questionnaire. And, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't very many options for me personally, you know. So like I but I knew I was good enough to play at a D1 level. And I bet on myself that I could walk on and play at a at a big D1 school because I believed in myself. And, uh, you know, I got into Florida State. I, you know, I applied, got in. Thankfully, my grades were good. And, you know, when I stepped on campus, uh, my first day stepping on campus was June 22nd, 2015. And after I moved in, the first thing I did after I moved in uh, to dorm was, you know, it wasn't sleep. I walked straight to the facility and, you know, I guess you would say I had my my Rudy walk moment, I guess, where I walked around the, the facilities and just was looking at everything. And I was just such – I was so starstruck by everything. I just – I made it in my mind that I, I'm i going to play here. I'm going to play for this team no matter what it takes, no matter how long it takes. So that whole freshman summer that I was at – my first freshman summer that I was at FSU, I I, I worked my my tail off, you know, I – you know, other kids would be going out. People were, you know, getting introduced to, you know, the tally nightlife. I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. I was, you know, sometimes I would be out. It's called a Langford Green. It's right in front of the stadium. It's a big um field. I would just be out there. I mean, like midnight, one in the morning, if I had to, like, just to, just to get my work in, I, you know, I was, I was on my, on my grind for that first summer. And then, uh, some, at some point during that summer, I had gone up to the office to ask if uh, they were having walk-on trials. Was there any information? And uh, I was told multiple times because I went up there multiple times um, that you know they weren't taking people at the moment that summer, and it usually waits until spring. And you know, like it being summer, that means I had to sit out and just be a regular student until springtime. And you know. Like I don't tell many people this, but that first fall semester um, of of my freshman year of college was like probably the toughest, one of the toughest times of my life because I had never been the guy just in the stands. You know, I went to uh, I went to the USF game when we played USF in 2015, where Dalvin rushed for like 266 yards, and I watched I watched the first quarter of it, and I couldn't take it. Like, I couldn't take being in the stands and being, not being a part of what I was watching, it just made me feel so, so left out and so empty inside. So, you know, I went home and I just, that was a hard time, but I was able to, um, that, that spring, you know, long story short, that spring, I got my opportunity to be on the team and just to make a long story short that, that when you first step in that, uh, that locker room, you just get this feeling like. Like, wow, like, I've really done something crazy with uh with my life. And it's just a surreal feeling. You're so thankful. You're, you know, it's it's a dream come true, to be honest. So, you know, my time at Florida State was was great after that. I, I won an Orange Bowl that first year. And then the next year, I went on to win a, an Independence Bowl, just being a part of that team, you know, getting coached by great coaches and stuff. And, you know, then the coaching change happened with, uh, Coach Fisher leaving and then Coach Taggart coming in, and you know back then I uh, I had actually played safe played safety at first those first two years and then I was able to switch to wide receiver once Coach Taggart got came in and uh, that's when I really started to make a, a splash as far as trying to get some playing time because that was my main position and uh, you know like the first those those two years were great you know I got I got in some games and um, right now uh right after i graduated you know up until right now i've just been been trying to make it to the next the next level which uh, i never would have thought that i would even make it this far so i'm very i'm very blessed in that in that manner but the whole my whole story has been has been one of of a lot of you know late nights people don't see what you do and you guys could attest to that like you guys we do things in the dark and you know things come to light but they didn't see what you were doing, you know, to, to make it to where you wanted to make it to. So that's uh, that's my story in a nutshell. I
0: like it, Mike. Now, Mike, mm-hmm. take us back to that process of being a walk-on. What was tryouts mm-hmm. like? What was it like for you to make it on a team? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so mine's really unique, I, I, I believe, because most times uh, in most schools, you, you know, they have a walk-on tryout where everybody comes out and they, you know, they pick a few guys from that tryout. Well, Coach Fisher did it kind of differently. He went by need. So I I walked up to the office. They finally, they called me because they liked my measurables. They liked my film that I had sent them from high school. And they were like, you know, we're, we're looking for, for DBs, but would you be willing to play DB? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, I want to be on the team, you know? So, I, I mean, I would have played lineman if they asked me to. But uh, so I just, I was able to, I went in and, the way that Florida State did their, I guess your tryouts, if you will, was kind of just throw you in the fire. Um, I had no days of just helmet, you know, how they, you know, they progress you from helmet to shoulder pads to mm-hmm. shells. I was full pads day one.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh yes, yeah, so, yeah, it was crazy. And I was just like, it was almost like uh they were trying to shock and awe you. So, and I wasn't, I was just thankful to be there. I was I was very, you know, ready for that cuz I had prepared for that for an entire, you know, s- two semesters, but you know, they kind of just threw you in there and I actually um my first play in I <laughs> I they put me at safety and they we went cover 2 and I uh Malik Henry was the quarterback at the time um and I just I don't know, I read it and I picked it off first play. I could show you that on film, like my first play of my first practice, I picked off Malik Henry. And uh, ever since then, like, like that was just a great way to introduce myself to the team. You know, I was very blessed that that happened to me. He kind of just threw it right to me. But, uh, you know, that's kind of how you, I got myself on the team and I was able to stay was I just made a play the first practice. And, you know, uh, the biggest thing was just working hard from there and, and earning your respect from there.
2: Gotcha. I have a question about you getting to Florida State. You had mentioned in, mm-hmm. in your story, which is super powerful, that thank God he had good grades. Because mm-hmm. your route was a little different. You had to be enrolled in the school first. You couldn't just – Yes, sir. You couldn't mm-hmm. just run out for the team or, you know, be part of the recruiting class. You had to be enrolled into Florida State. And people who don't understand, like, Florida State's a hard school to get into. Off of grades, like mm-hmm. that's one of the best schools in the state of the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you can you speak, to, speak on that a little bit? Just what the discipline it took for uh, you in high school and the dedication because mm-hmm. you need some serious grades and test scores to get into Florida State. Like that's very impressive. Mm-hmm.
1: Appreciate that, and and that's that is something that like I try to tell so many kids that that's coming out of high school is, you know. Your your athletic talents only take you so far. Uh your your athletic talents will get you seen to get on campus, but you actually get on campus from your grades. You know, the the people that are enrolling you in school don't care about your football talents. They care about what, what you've done as far as ACT scores, SAT scores, and your and your GPA. So what well, it was very and I, I'll I'll give this up to my parents. My parents very they they were on me about in, in school and I was able to, you know, have good grades in, in school because they were always on me about it and always, you know, pushing me to to get my work done. But I also knew that if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, I had to get these grades right because you can't you you kinda you it's like trying to drive a car with no wheels. If if you, you could have everything right, the engine right, but if you you don't have wheels, a.k.a. your GPA and being able to get in the school, you can't even get on campus. So as far as speaking to to kids and, and, you know, underclassmen in high school that are out there, you have to get your grades right. Because you, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you have a 1.9 GPA mm-hmm. and you could be a five star. But if you have a 1.9 GPA, I mean, some schools won't even look at you. Um, and that's just the that's just the honest truth. But as far as my route, I had to get into school and get enrolled in school as a regular student just to even get the opportunity that I wanted. So, I mean, it, you could even say that that's the most important part.
2: Man, that, is, that is that is so good, student athletes. If you're listening to when you listen to this, you are a student athlete. You cannot become an athlete until you are the student first. Because like like I said, if you you if you if you're a four star five star recruit, but you don't. Get the minimum GPA test score, whatever you can't go, you can't play.
0: That's
2: that's huge, man.
0: Yeah, and Mike, I want to talk on a subject that is very unique because you're the first to deal with this situation. Talk to us about having your pro day canceled because of COVID. What did you go through? What did you feel? I'm we need to know the ins and outs because we never experienced that, no one has, except you pretty much and everyone else around the country during that period. Tell us what mm-hmm. it was like during that
1: time. Wow, man, uh, it's so so unique, so unique of a situation. You wouldn't even think that, that because to, to start that off, like you don't, you can't even base that off anything because nobody else has had something like that happen to them, but to, to train for, you know, three months, three full months, and just have your goal set on one day uh, in 2020 that that you've been training for for three months. You've just been waiting for that day. And then a week before it happens, kind of just all that training. You don't want to say it went to waste or it was wasted time, but it's kind of just all for none because you just – you you do all this training, you go through all these workouts six days a week, and, and just having your pro day canceled is a – it's just a big like, like punch in the gut. And as far as what I went through, you know, like as far as me, I don't, I wasn't a big guy in college. I needed that pro day to even get looked at by, by any NFL team, XFL team, CFL team. So it, it was really, you know, tragic to, to my chances that year um, of even getting seen by an NFL team, you know, uh, Fortunately, I was able to go overseas and, and, and you know, make a splash overseas, but I, uh, it was very, it was a very challenging moment mentally for me. You just, the main thing is, is when something like that happens, you gotta, you gotta turn to God and you got to, to just, you know, have faith in in what the plan is because you just have to think like, you know, yeah, this sucks, but. You know, maybe it was for a reason. Maybe I wasn't ready, or maybe, like he's giving more more time to get ready, or you know, whatever reason. You just gotta kind of stay positive about it. And and I was able to make it through that, but it was definitely definitely a tough um tough beat for me and a tough way to 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 end three months of preparation for one day, and you don't that day doesn't even happen.
0: And I know that's tough now. Let's fast mm-hmm. forward this because it's pretty interesting to me. You go from no pro day overseas to viral sensation overnight. Tell me what it's like to out of nowhere be that walk on. No one pays you attention to you. Go over someone's head. Maw some, destroying video and not everybody's hitting the your phone. You had no idea, but now you're mm-hmm. a viral sensation.
1: Tell me what that's yeah. like. You know, it, it's it's crazy like. Um, it, the story behind that is I get off the plane from Hungary, uh, and I'm quarantining at, at, at my, uh, my uncle's house because my family doesn't want me to be around them because I just got off the plane from a different country. But, um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hitting up agents because I need an agent to, to, for opportunities. And, uh, this guy, um, this guy, Nick is ve- who is very nice to me. He, uh. He said he couldn't represent me, but he said that he he has this this uh this showcase for for guys that were kind of lost in the sauce due to coronavirus and for a new league called the FCF and I was I was interested immediately I was like you know man that's that's great where is it and when is it and mind you I just got off the plane from Hungary I'm jet lagged still he said and it's Thursday he said well. You know, we had it's in Georgia. It's in Atlanta on Sunday, and I'm like, dang, like I I have to make it up there somehow. And he said, you know, if you can make it out there, it's a great opportunity for you. Uh, this I don't know if you know who this is. He said uh, to me, he said I don't know if you know who this is. This uh this guy destroying is gonna be out there. He's he's the owner of a team. I'm like, yeah, I've I've seen some of his YouTube videos before. He said, well, if you can make it up there, um by sunday uh you know i'll sign you up and everything i was like, just like wow like you know i just uh I had to take a chance so uh the next day i planned i got the hotel rooms and everything for that for that sunday and i was in the car the next day um to go up there so you know and then as far as the actual showcase you know destroying was out there and i just Honestly, I just did what I was always been capable of doing. You know, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Francois, who threw the ball, threw a great ball. And, you know, I just went up top and I did what I did. Um, I I practiced that catch so many times, so it's just it's just so it something that was second nature to me. Then, you know, destroying. Uh, for whatever reason, he decided to put in his thumbnail for his video, and you know, I got I got a lot of uh, a lot of love for that. So that was a a great experience, and just from Going from a, a unknown person to to kind of just being in the spotlight for, from that is a is a very cool feeling and uh you know you you you're thankful that people kind of get to see that what you can do and that what you've always known that you're capable of doing but it's always nice that somebody can that the the public can see that and that was that was an awesome moment for me for sure.
2: Yeah, that's that's very cool.
1: Yeah. Being
2: being. Willing and humble enough to jump at that opportunity. You know, you could have been like, man, I'm tired. Like, yeah, I'm good or no, I'm cool. A lot of times, student athletes or athletes in general, their pride gets in the way of opportunities, and you know, of blocking our own blessings. Like that. I mean, who knows who could have seen that video or who's looking at it now and like that that could springboard you into your, into your next thing. And how cool is that too? Like, the, the guy that threw the ball to you was another Florida State Seminole. I think that's that's pretty dope to me. I think that's, that's, that's awesome.
0: And on top of that, it's a real good point that success, success happens when opportunity meets preparation. You've been preparing yourself for this since you walked on campus to Florida state. Now an opportunity finally presented itself. And you've been preparing this whole time. You're waiting for your moment. Your moment came and you showed out because you prepared yourself and for guys that want to go to the next level and want to play high Division One, NFL, NBA, whatever you want to do, WNBA, you have to prepare yourself for that moment because you never know when it could happen. You can never know when you're the next man, next woman up. It can happen at any time. You, you would have been so mad yourself, Mike, if you weren't prepared at all. If you were just sitting at home eating, chilling, eating the peanut butter like I know you eat all the time. If you were just relaxing <laughs> and just not ready, then the agent said, hey, Here's a shot. You would have been so pissed at yourself, but since you had this walk-on mentality of what happens, I'm going to be ready regardless. Now you put yourself in a position to be in people's eyes now. Now you had a sensation where a viral sensation can change your life like that. And you set yourself up for success and that's something big in my opinion that everyone should hear and realize
2: from what you said. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I can continually cannot stress this enough. and just, You have to keep going, you know, and just listen to your story, just rehashing what you said. Like you said, you went on varsity until your senior year. And then you end up playing for the Florida State Seminoles, playing overseas and working for, working towards your goals now. Like that, you don't understand how much of an inspiration and motivation that is to so many student athletes. There's a lot of student athletes that would have been in your shoes or that will be in your shoes and be like, man, well, at well, this, like I guess I'm not gonna do this anymore. And you, you didn't take that as an answer. That like, that wasn't acceptable enough for you. And I mean, mm-hmm. you, your work is speaking for itself now. Like that's, I love that.
1: Appreciate that. Yeah, Mike. Definitely. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Oh uh, no, just to kind of add to what, to what you said, Tristan. Uh, you know, as far as as that, and I appreciate that. Is what I would want to say to the kids is is and the underclassmen are out there the the main thing about it is just not giving up. And that, like, I can't stress that enough. If you want something, if you want to, you can be whatever you want to be. It doesn't even have to be football. It could be whatever. If you just don't give up and you, and you chase it with all, everything you got, you might not even get there, but you're going to be among the people that are there. For example, I, me, me trying to, to get to this NFL dream, has put me in front of people that I would never have 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 met if I just had given up. I've I've know a lot of people that are in the NFL and I've been around NFL guys and I've been around NFL talent. So just just to the moral of that is that just me by me chasing that and not giving up, I was able to put myself in a position to be around that what, my dream. So I just I believe I'm a big believer that you can be whatever you wanna be. You just can't give up. You can't you can't set limitations on what you think you can do. Of course it comes with hard work, of course it comes with with a lot of sacrifice, but you can do whatever you wanna to do to some extent and you can be whatever you wanna be. That's that's what I wanted to add to that.
0: Man, I couldn't say it better myself, Mike. I mean it's, <laughs> it is drop the mic on that one, bro. So <laughs> With that being said, we're going into our next segment, and unless Tristan, you got a question?
2: No, let's go. Let's All go. right, cool.
0: We're going to our next segment where we change the subject a little bit, and I don't know does this count as an answer, Mike? So get ready now. Who are your top three
1: favorite music artists right now? Oh man, I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a rap guy. So, uh, I'm gonna get backlash. I already know. I I love Drake. I think Drake has has so much um just just scope as far as what he does. He can sing, he can rap. So i would say right now Drake is probably my favorite. I really like uh I've always been a future guy. I love future. I love his music and um and maybe a not as popular guy right now, but my third, I, I really vibe with Tory Lane's music. I, I like his his R and B and stuff. So while I might not be what everybody else, like that's those are my top three guys. I really love listening to. I'll
0: take it. It's not bad. Tory Lanez. I haven't heard
1: that one yet.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, I got I ran another question with this. If you could not listen to rap ever again, what's your next go-to genre?
1: Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, does R and B count? Yeah, R and B count. what do you think? Uh, R and B is a is a different sector. I allow R and B because it would definitely be r&b but for sake of the question um because it it would most definitely be r&b but for just to switch it up from kind of like the hip-hop vibe man uh like i i I don't like rock i don't want to say rock (laughs) i don't like that stuff (laughs) i don't like it um Anything rock, I'm saying, but I just can't see myself listening to classical music all the time either. So, I mean, yeah, just that the end, the EDM stuff is weird to me, too. So, so I I don't know. Um, you know what, for sake of the question, I'll just say, I'll just say rock, but please, no, please, (laughs) (laughs) don't make me do it. Yeah,
0: please, no, we hear hear it. Thank you thank you for joining us. Please tell the people where they can find you, keep up with for you, sure. all that stuff. The floor is yours.
1: For sure, man. Hey, listen, I I got I got IG at Mike Barely. I got Twitter of the same handle. Um, you guys can reach out to me on there if you have any questions, anything. If you just need to talk about your goals or whatever, I uh, I'm always down to talk about that and share my story and share my experiences with anyone older than me, younger than me. I, I'm always open to doing that so just reach out to me on there and uh, also if you're in the Orlando area I, I, I'm training right now I'm training uh, specifically wide receivers and DBs but I do all types of, of conditioning and, and speed and agility I'm partnered with train with Ace uh, with Mike and uh, you know if you need some extra work just hit me up but whatever you guys need I'm I'm available so
2: Heard it, guys. Take it, guys and gals. Excuse me. Take advantage of that opportunity he's giving out for the game right now. Get better.
0: Exactly, Mike. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you for coming on this episode of Walk On Spotlight, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Had a great, great conversation with Mike. Mike, again, thank you for being on. And we will
1: be back next week. Appreciate you. Thank you so. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to be back. I'd love to be back again, man, to spread some more knowledge, but appreciate you having me.